We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Inside Surprise Stadium in Surprise, Arizona. I'm Josh Vernier. This is Vern's Hot Stove. If you miss the conversation with Royals Hall of Famer Mike Sweeney, it'll be up at 610sports.com. Just search out the Vern on Baseball podcast. It's very simple. Vern on Baseball. Vern talking to other people about baseball, but we shortened it to just Vern on baseball you can find that again 610sports.com and of course on the odyssey app you'll find all of our interviews uh from not just this show but all the coverage out here in spring training now i I mentioned before the break mj melendez 41 bombs this past season across two levels of the minor leagues now keep in mind he was the royal second pick uh, of in the draft of 2017 went 52nd Overall, Royals took Nick Prado with their first-round pick. They took MJ Melendez out of Daytona Beach, Florida, with their second pick. Um, and in his first professional uh, le- well level, let's just call it, first professional level at rookie ball in the Arizona Fall League, had a nice OPS of 791. 2018, he gets bumped up to Low A Lexington and. Has an OPS of 814, looking really good. 2019, he's up to a high A Wilmington, but that OPS drops to 571. Uh, Reached some lows during that time, and then with the alternate side in 2020, uh, the ability to uh, find confidence, find what works for him as far as a routine and a swing is concerned. We saw it all come together last year in 2021. Uh, last year, uh, starting off in A with Northwest Arkansas, MJ Melendez hit 28 home runs, had an OPS north of 1,000. And then in 150 A at-bats, he hit 13 home runs, an OPS north of of 1000 i asked him in our conversation yesterday what did the confidence that you took into this offseason feel like and and how did it change the offseason if at all it definitely changed the offseason i think going into the offseason very confident um knowing my my routine what kind of got me there um you know knowing the process each and every day and in and out um you know, just staying consistent with that and uh, going into the offseason with a plan. Um, and at the end of the day, just staying very hungry because at the end of the day, the past is in the past. And as good as it was, all it is is now it's a confidence booster and uh, it's, uh, it's just another building block to, to where I want to be. Is there a realization when, you're, when you come to the offseason, as confident as I have to imagine after 41 bombs you were, when you realize, man, I'm the same guy as I was a few years ago and maybe I didn't have this same confidence? No, yeah, 100%. I uh, I think that confidence is something that really has is a, is a big part of my game. It helps me uh, be the player that I, I was this past season, and um, I think that's something that might have been lacking um, in the past. In 2018, I kind of had it a little bit, and I lost it a little bit in 2019 um, after a little bit of a slow start. But um, 
I think that if I can stay confident throughout the year and, and just, you know, play uh, like if I was the best player on the field, I think that's for, something for me that I have to really feel internally um, in my head and, and really believe that. And uh, it helps me, you know, play better and helps me be a better teammate. And um, I know that if I'm not feeling good one day, you know, what I, what I have to do is do something good for the team. And that helps me, you know, stay mentally sane. And um, at the end of the day, if we're winning a ball game, I'm happy regardless. So it's, it's a bonus. When did that happen? When, when you had that mindset of, you know, even if I'm grinding right now, I still got to take the field like I'm the guy? I think that happened probably in spring training last year. Um, I, I realized, and I want to say it was right before 2018, that spring, my very first spring training, it was a minor league camp. Um, you know, as humble as possible on the outside, but internally, I'm thinking, okay, I, I'm the best player here. There's nobody that can beat me. There's no pitcher when I'm facing that he's going to be better than me. And if I take that into every single at-bat, it really helps me. Um, and, and it's not something that I just tell myself. It's something that I really believe. And, you know, uh, my perception is my reality, and that's something that uh, I, I've, I really like to live by and something I kind of learned recently. Um, but if, if you really believe it in your head, then that's your reality. That's real to you. Yeah, I mean, for somebody else, if you ask somebody else, they, they don't know what's inside your head, so they can't tell you, you know, what everybody else sees. But in my head, that's what I believe, and it helps me perform at the highest level. And it holds yourself to a certain standard. You're challenging yourself even when you're not on the field. I'm outside of the internal battle, who in your life challenges you most to be the best? I think uh, my family uh, is number one. They definitely, um, they're very hard on me when it comes to all aspects of life, whether it's baseball or um, just being uh, the best man I can be, being a good role model, being good on and off the field. Um, so I really thank them for that, uh, just for keeping me accountable um, day in and day out. And then I think, of course, also on the baseball side is uh, my teammates and my coaches. They, they do a very good job of that. I'm somebody that I just like to be told if, you know, if I'm doing something wrong or, you know, if, if I come in and I'm not, you know, showing the best attitude for some, some reason or another, I don't know. You know, you're 140 games in my leagues, 162 in the big leagues. So, you know, there's not, you're not going to come in the best mood every single day. You know, stuff can happen off the field, whatever. But, um, I think that, you know, my teammates, I have a couple guys that I'm very, very close with that I've, um, come up playing with you know to name a few uh bobby nick and uh isbel some of the guys that I'm, I'm very close with and you know they do a really good job of you know helping me um be the best version of myself every day and if they kind of see that i'm not being my goofy self like i am in the locker room they'll come up to me and say something and uh, i really appreciate that from them was there ever a point because i have to imagine last year you know the spotlight was so bright on on all four of you you know um you guys were doing such great things at all different levels was there a point early in your career where you felt like the spotlight's only on me and not in a negative way or a braggadocious way, but uh, too much pressure, putting too much on your shoulders? Um, not in the sense that, you know, it would really affect me, but I think that, you know, the first, the first, you know, probably two years um, when it was just me and Nick, we, we definitely had that, uh, you know, we were, of course, you know, the, the first two draft picks, um, in 2017 and uh, you know it, we were young high school kids you know we didn't really know a whole lot uh, I think if we look back on, on those first two years we've really come a long way um, not just physically not just performance wise but really mentally uh, and that's something that you know only experience um, can can really help I don't think there's really a whole lot that 
you know, that could have been said to me at that point in time that would have really prepared me for what I would have gone through in the future at that point. But um, I think the experience plays a big part, and uh, I'm very, very happy for everything that happened, the ups and the downs, because without that, I wouldn't be the player that I am right now. Royals catcher MJ Melendez joining us a few more minutes here on 610 Sports Radio. So, so what are your hopes for this camp? I think just going out there and, and you know, continuing on building on what I did last season um, and, you know, just doing the best I can for, for my team day in and day out. Um, at the end of the day, spring training is to get ready, but at the same time, uh, I think Matheny said it the best yesterday, or might have been two days ago, is, you know, we come out here and we come to win games still. You know, winning is contagious. Uh, if you can win at the lower levels, if you can win in minor league games, if you can win in spring training games, you know, that's only going to push you further for the, for the future, and, you know, it, it builds that winning culture. Uh, so I think that's the most important thing, but really just going out there every single day competing, um, being the best player I can be, giving it 100% every single day. That's all I can really do. Yeah, this Royals organization uh, hasn't of the past decade, I know they got a ring in 2015, but they haven't had many uh, you know, power hitters, guys that middle of the lineup drive in runs. Now, Salvi did his thing last year, and we all understand what Ken Reese Morales did in the past on that championship ball club, but J.J. Piccolo has not been shy about talking about you, Bobby, and Nick as uh, those kind of players that this organization hasn't had in a while, those three, four, five hitters that do damage. Uh, what's it like to hear the embrace of the general manager uh, saying, you know, you guys are the horses that we plan on riding for the next decade? Uh, it's it's a it's an amazing feeling, you know, to have the fact that they really believe in us, and and that's something that you know we've known that they've always believed in us. I know that um, JJ, Dayton, um, all the front office, all the staff, they've always believed in me, even after a really crappy 2019, and you know that's really that's really helped me a lot. Um, I love the organization. I love the organization for that. You know, they uh, they have their players' backs, um, and if that doesn't show, and and our performances don't show that, then I don't know what will. Um, but I'm very, very happy. I'm very grateful, um, and you know, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I think he's completely right, and I think that we have a, an amazing uh, group of guys that are not only on the team right now, but also coming up, and it's going to be really exciting next few years. Being the son of a coach, I feel like I know this answer, but are you a big question guy inside the clubhouse? Are you, are you picking brains of, well, I don't know who specifically, are you picking their brains? Yeah, I mean, I like to learn. I think um, a lot of it for me, too, is just kind of watching how guys go about their business. I think that's the biggest thing um, because anybody can talk the talk, but if you can walk the walk, that really shows a lot as well. So to be able to just see how, how the vet guys go about, you know, their their process, their routines, it tells a lot. And I think the guys here, the guys in that are that have been in the big leagues uh, for a while with the Royals, do a very good job of that, and it's really fun to learn from them. Um, of course, Salvi does a, a, an amazing job just as anybody just as the best of them you know so it's really good to be able to learn from him obviously being in the same position um, it, it's it's really cool and uh, it's unique because not everybody can say that you know what have you seen over the years observing Salvi what what makes him the best as he's in case could be made he's, he's the best in the world behind the dish yeah, I, I think it's just, you know, not being complacent. You know, even after a good year, you still see, still see him going in, doing his early work, working hard every single day. And um, that's something I can really relate to. It's something that, you know, it doesn't matter how good you did the last year because that's in the past. You know, it's about getting better 
and better every single year. You know, he's still learning after being in the, in the league for a long time. I'm sure he's still learning stuff uh, every single season. So, um, you know, it's 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 really cool to see that. And um, the same thing with all the other guys. You know, there's there's a lot of guys on this team that, you know, you can really see that. Uh, Whit Merrifield's another one that, you know, just seeing the way that they go about their business. And uh, it, it's really cool to see. And it's something that uh, I really look forward to, and you know, implying in, in my career as well. How important is catching to you? Is is that, you know, who you are at your core? Yes, definitely. I I, I love catching. I've been, I've been catching ever since I can remember. So uh, it's it's a passion of mine. I absolutely love it. Um, I love how you know it's it's not just about me. It's it's about the pitcher. And you know, if you're having a, a rough day at the plate, it kind of gets your mind off you. You have to go out there and you have to go to war. You have to go be there for your pitcher, have his back. You know, call pitches, be in the game, be locked in. So uh, I, I really, I, I've always had a passion for catching. I love it. Royals backstop MJ Melendez. Final few minutes here on 610 Sports Radio. I've seen you stand in during some BPs and then, of course, catching plenty of these arms. I'll let the Royals fans listen and um, just give us a few names who's standing out to you. Oh, man. I mean, all, all the guys are looking really good. And I think uh, it's kind of tough to say it's been a couple of days only. I've only caught, you know, a few arms. But. Um, Man, I think all the young guys, you know, all the vet guys, you know, they always look good. <laughs> those guys, uh, they always look good. You know, of course, Brad Keller, um, Brady Singer, those guys are all doing good. But, you know, it, it's pretty cool to see also guys that I've played with, like Jackson Kowar, um, made his debut, Daniel Lynch, um, Angel Zerpa, Jonathan Heasley. All those guys, you know, that that they've made their debut, but they're still, like, having it in scratch surface, you know? Like, they're going to be so, so good. Um, and I'm really looking forward to, to seeing what they do, not only this year, but, you know, in years to come. All right, then just give me one pitch. One pitch. You can pick any pitcher that's out there. Um, you know, full count, bases, juice, bottom ninth. I want one pitch from one pitcher on the staff, and you're not slamming anybody. These are all your boys. What's that pitch you're calling who's on the bump? Oh, man, that's a really tough one. That's a really tough one. Um Man, I'll let you. I'll let you go after that. I would. I would have to say, probably Coar's changeup because I've seen so many times hitters know it's coming and still not even have a chance. So I like that. Uh, that how how gross it is is that you can know it's coming and still not hit it. So that'd probably be my pick. MJ, thanks a lot. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's Royals prospect MJ Melendez added to the 40-man roster this offseason, putting on a light show at a BP cage daily here in Surprise, Arizona. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.